Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, uh, literature, um, publishing, uh, articles, all kinds of things, and any cultural stuff that that, that we come to mind. Uh, you can see we're kind of uh, we're kind of hot micing it here. I don't have the typical liturgy of the opening, so. Uh, well, today we're going to be discussing an article by Mr. Drew McIntyre, and it's talked about the scandal of particularity. And uh, so we're going to we're we're going to be discussing that today and breaking it down. And uh, so before we get started with that, who's here? Corey, John's here, and Greg. Who's you missing? Were, oh, I don't. Well, the the pastor. Pastor Ryan, Pastor He's, Ryan is not here. Today. Yes, uh, we we are we are wishing him uh, get well wishes, Godspeed, yes. and quick recovery. Yes, although he doesn't have, uh, it's not like he Santa Claus and the reindeer have the scours. So yeah, it, it could it it always could get worse, right? Uh, so where do we begin here? I was reading this article and I sent it to uh, both of you guys, and. On, on the outset, on the premise, there's a lot of things that that I can agree with and I can see his point. And to be honest, I've read quite a bit of Drew or Mr. McIntyre's uh, uh, stuff on mm -hmm. Twitter and, and on his website. And he's a guy that I could probably hang with. And he and I share a lot of the same uh, same outlook. But there are a couple of things that are troubling yep. uh, in in this and and. To be fair to Mr. McIntyre, uh, something like this is very nuanced right. because the more it's publicized, the more it's politicized, the more it's discussed by people, some knowledgeable and some mm -hmm. people that don't right. come here from Sikkim about it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's very politicized. So it's, right. it's kind of a minefield. So what we're going to try to do, listening audience, our, our fans, our listeners. B both of you. That's right. All three of you. <laughs> is we're going to try to be respectful of the, of the situation, but we are going to uh, take a close look at it and maybe go down um, a couple of paragraphs and, and read a couple and start thing. But before we do that... Um, Corey, did, did anything stick out to you? Do you have anything to say uh, initially reading the article? Well, I agree with you. With there's there's a lot in here that I've, I I would agree with a lot of things in here uh, just by how he he comes across by saying certain things and really describing certain things, uh, bringing theology into it and bringing you know John Wesley into into this this essay this conversation. Um, it, it, it really stood out to me when he started talking about John Wesley, because like you stated just earlier, just a little bit ago about John Wesley and his stance on slavery. Right. You know, I think that's an important, an important key in this topic right here to talk Correct. about because, you know, who better to look at and, and to see where he stood. Than Especially for a Methodist. bunch of Methodists. I mean, exactly it's yeah. Right. <laughs> now, yeah. And, and I, I, well, John, before I start pontificating, why don't I let you have well, a little bit of the floor? Uh, <clears throat> I like the idea mm -hmm. on there. Uh, I don't, uh, me personally, I, I don't think it's practical. 
and for for the purpose of this, if we are true believers in Christ, right? Okay. Uh, I I would like to think that uh, Christ allows us to become more colorblind, and the the love we share for one another in Christ is not indicative to color, race, creed, or, or whatever. It should be uh, all-encompassing. I, I would say that's correct. Well, I'm going to let you finish and, here. And, 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 and I think if, if, you know, towards the end of that article where, you know, we, should we reach out to our, our African-American brothers and sisters and, 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 Tell them that we their lives matter and and that we love them. Well, yeah, we we should do that, but we don't just do it to, to the African Americans. We do it to the the uh, Hispanic population. We do it to the the Asian population. We do it to the white population. It again, you know, I I truly believe that Jesus was colorblind completely, and souls is what matter. And I think. You, you had made a comment. We had a discussion earlier about this. You know, how many times you got to do it? You got to do it once. You got to do it every day. You got to do it, you know, once a quarter, once a month. You know, what, what are you meaning? What this? You well, you know, the, uh, the affirmation that black right, lives matter. That black lives matter. Okay. You, you know, and, and, and I know this is really cliche saying all lives matter because it, in, in essence, they all matter. In God's eyes. To Mr. McIntyre's point in his article. You know, he are you confl- I mean, he's basically saying that that at this moment in time in history, that because of whatever's happened, that none of us have control over it, it is it is good for the Christian church to or American Christianity, as as is brought out here. Um, it, it's good to affirm that we love our black brothers and sisters. Well, if, if, and my whole, and my whole, my whole argument in that is, is if we're true followers of Christ, we're already doing that. There you go. You, you have swerved into brilliance, true followers of Christ, because right. a lot of people talk Christian or right. identify as Christian scare quotes, right? But yeah. are not transformed that's by right the renewing of the you're, you're absolutely right and, 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 and i'm afraid that in this time and you can see how corrupt the media is and how they spin things to fit a different narrative on there that that you know if if we start the process on there it's it they're gonna they're gonna it'll get spinned and torn into something else saying see these methodist people they were racist and and they are this and they are that and and that's the furthest from the truth right on there and 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 i blame i blame a lot of this on 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 the media for creating this this very uh very horrid uh scenario that we have now because because the racism isn't just coming from uh white people it's 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 coming from everywhere you know but we will discuss that a little later on well we're already seven minutes in seven so minutes seven in. minutes wow. in so we need to start moving on okay basically i'm i don't know if there are our two or three listeners are familiar with this article it's on firebrand magazine i i, I, I called them and you can uh <laughs> you can look it up there but but basically, and, and wisely so, Mr. McIntyre brackets 
all the political stuff that has to do with BLM and and uh, Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and all that stuff. We basically want to focus on the relationship between American Christianity and African Americans. Okay, so for the for the sake of argument, we're going to narrow this little uh, discussion to to that area. Now, where Mr. McIntyre begins is he talks about salvation comes from the Jews and the particularity of how God works through people. And he is exactly right. Uh, in, in the modern day, we want universe, universality. In other words, we want, I'm trying to say that correctly, uh, we believe that vote should be for all, that, you know, everything ought to be universal in its application. We believe in equal justice under law, mm -hmm. okay, as Americans constitutionally. But Jesus, or, but, but God didn't set it up. God said salvation is of the Jews. And we were talking about that a little bit in I, Bible study last night. Actually, I, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, when I asked you that question, I, I spent a lot of time after, after class uh, thinking about that. Uh, and, and I have to agree, believe it or not, I have to agree with you. I, I like the concept that, that uh, you're the, the statement that you're a Jew within. Well, I'm not saying that about myself. That's what Paul, Paul says said, about right. all believers. Right. A it, Jew is one who is one inwardly. Go. And, 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 and I absolutely like that, that, that vision that, that, that I saw of that on there, you know, because, and I'll be honest with you, earlier in my my Christian life, you know, uh, and, and this is the the activity or the uh, the 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 un, un, uh, uneducated naivete. Thank you, thank you, Professor. Um, <laughs> the uh, I'm a wordsmith. That's my job. Oh, that's, man. that's my job right there. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, but you know, uh, you know, I just just knowing the basics in the bible on there you know you, you automatically didn't like the jews because you know yeah but they killed jesus they killed jesus well you know jesus was a jew and and if you if you really get into the the scripture on there you know whether you're a jew or a gentile you know which in this blended world that we have today on there who's not a little bit of everything yeah that's what i'm saying we're all we're all high 57 anyways but i i really like the the concept that that my inner soul is is like that of Jesus, and Jesus obviously was a Jew as well on there. And you know, he, uh, uh, Mr. McIntyre goes in. He said, you know, there was the Noahic covenant, then there was the Abrahamic covenant yeah. to a person, to a then family, it was to yeah. a family, yeah. then it was to a nation, right. and now it's opened up to everybody. But again, and and this is something where I have to disagree with Mr. McIntyre right. from my very earliest understanding is that Jesus was Jewish. Right. He wasn't this blonde-haired, Nordic, blue-eyed, fair-skinned, Nordic Jesus that right. sometimes you see. And we didn't have any of those pictures in our church. No. But we knew that salvation, I heard it a hundred times preached, salvation comes to the Jew first and then everybody else. That was Paul's thing. And so that particularity, I completely understand and embrace. But here's here's the thing. You know, if, if Christ transforms us and all of us, African-Americans, European-Americans, English-Americans, whatever, wherever we come from, we are all, if we are not actual Jews by ancestry, yeah. we're all wild olive shoots 
We're the outlaws that have been grafted through Christ yep. in. Yep. And, and, it, and now it's even more particular because the only way to God is through Christ. Christ only makes that possible. Yep. And, and so I never thought that Christianity, my understanding was never that Christianity was exclusive of the Jewish people. No, that never, ever, no, no, ever no, no, was no. preached in my hearing. Now, may it might have been preached in Idaho or somewhere where you have a bunch of podunk. Yeah. Uh, right. Podunk uh, we'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Cuckoos. Mm-hmm. But in Orthodox Christianity, <laughs> that has not been in and, and again, my lifetime. Now, what happened in the 20s and 30s and, and before that, that's something else. But I think that points to when you say that especially he was referring to that uh, African-American professor, Christianity, complicity in the origins of race and racism. You can't paint with a broad brush about African-American people, but you sure can't paint with a broad brush about American Christianity or Christianity in general, can you? No. I mean, there have always been people bad actors i was I, I was i was a little little concerned with the comment that 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 and, and, for, and for the listeners uh th- that comment was uh he says tell me what you feel about the african-american and i'll tell you how you feel about jesus right on there and, yeah. and, and, and i'm i'm a little i was a little taken back by that because you know coming from a family that is blended on there I I don't I personally don't see black white yellow I see a individual I see a person you're either good or you're bad um, and and I was a little taken back by that on there because you know if you're a brother in Christ then you're you're a brother in Christ right. on there whether whether you're you know red black blue green yellow whatever yeah. you know oh that exact quote was don't tell me what you believe about Jesus. Tell me how you feel about black people, and that, and that will tell me yep. everything I need to know about what you believe about Jesus. And yeah. there is a certain amount of truth to that, because if you treat people like crap, like then, crap, then you really don't believe in that. You really yeah. don't believe yeah. in loving your neighbor, right, which is exactly. the basis of Christian ethos. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, you asked a, a question earlier about about uh, the the regularity of how often we, we we should say that on there and and you know should we if somebody needs to eat i keep hearing a ton that, of that 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 would be this <laughs> it wouldn't be me. it's I'm like just... it's it's like the mgm lion over uh, here i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> it's just boldest coffee which is good to the life right? <laughs> wow anyway it's 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 the devil coming out of it we we go from deep thought to deep silliness but but you know here's here's you know you asked me a question if 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 should should that be reciprocated you know uh and and in today's climate i don't think that 90 99 percent of the time that ever would be you know what reciprocated yeah, meaning you know, that, that I mean, if, if, if you, you would say we you know, love black you know, people your life matters your life matters we love you and you know and 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 i think in today's society i think you know as well you should you should do this and you should you know uh, so you're saying that black people would probably not reciprocate saying that we love I, I, and respect I, I, white I, people i think i think true christians that are of african-american 
I, would, I would, 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 would reciprocate and say, well, we love you too on your, but I, I, I think like you said earlier, you know, a, a lot of people just say it and don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if, 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 if you were to put that out there, you'd get a host, a, a plethora of answers that weren't, well, we love you too. That, you know, that's, that's where it goes into the, into the point that you mentioned just a little bit ago about the, the media. 90% of these people feed off of absolutely the sure. You know? So it's the age of Twitter. Exactly. There, you know, so that's, that's where I, I would agree with that of, of like, you wouldn't get the response no. that you would expect to get and, in and, a Christian. And, and see what, what, what would happen though is, is, you know, you say it and, and you don't get the response that you're expecting on there. And then, you're not so likely to say it again because you're still not going to get that uh, that answer. And pretty soon you're not saying it at all. Yeah. You know, instead of taking the view that 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 Jesus would in saying not just to the African-Americans, but, to, you know, again, to the whole spectrum of colors on there and, and genders and whatever on there. Yeah, it, I, that, that does. But I remember in a gospel story, Jesus keeps a woman caught in adultery. Yep. From being killed, and that was a righteous execution per, per the, the law, law. The, per, per the Jewish law. And she was caught. She was not innocent. Right. But Jesus went down to her, and after all the people left, he said, neither do I condemn you. Right. He basically said, your life matters. Right. And he also said right after that, go, go and, and sin, sin no more. more. Right. On there. So, See, we're, we're, we're doing half of that. Well, okay. You know? But, but let me ask you a question. That. If... if and I know Mr. McIntyre can't answer it because I'm just looking at his page and written words here on a page. I'm right here. I That's talk. right. Uh, if we did apologize, let's say the we're all Methodists. If they say United Methodist Church drafted an apology and said Black Lives Matter, would that end it? No, no. that wouldn't end it because the next. Why do you think the, the next thing that would come out? And, and again, a, a certain a. A certain level that truly do not follow God's way, it, it, it would be the next thing. Well, you need to do this. You need, and the next thing you know, we're trying to to do no harm. We're trying to to appease everybody. Right. And then they come out and well, that's and, the tip of that's the, the the terminal niceness of Methodism. Well, it, you know, they then, don't want to hurt anybody's I mean, feelings. What do you think the uh, the uh, uh, the Methodist Church would sit there and say? Well, if you truly mean that, then why don't you pay uh, pay a a a surtax uh, of thousand dollars per uh, per Af- African American uh, in the United States because of the way that we were treated two hundred years ago that you had no control over, you had nothing to do with. I, I think reparations is a, is is a fool's game because I think it's ridiculous. I, it's well, it can't be proven. It wouldn't stand. I mean. It, it can't. There's no way you can trace culpability over multiple generations. But ago. you understand what I'm saying. I do understand. You know, because what you're because it, the goalposts would never stop moving. No, it, it, it'd be it'd be constant right. on there. You know, and instead, I think as followers of Christ, we say we're sorry for what happened. Right. This is us now. This is the way we believe. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we all want to worship together. Right. You know, I mean, I think the pushback on this is is not again is it's not saying that we don't love our black brothers. It's just saying, you know, th- this, and and I get everybody needs to be 
stroked in their time. And and I understand that and, and, and Mr. McIntyre brackets it and he says there's all these Trayvon Martin and all this other stuff that it all came to a head. I get that. That being said, I mean, sometimes we need to be like Job's friends and rather than talk and say, well, this is what you need to do. And right. We just need to sit in silence yeah. and just say, hey, I love you. I wish we could do we could have been different. I wish we could have changed not. it, but we can't. We can't. You know, and, so and, where do we move forward? At what point does the the uh, acknowledgement of sin end and we all move forward, forgetting what is behind us, pressing on to finish the race? You know, and again, whether you're white, whether you're black or whatever, we're all sinners. We've all done things. We've all had things in our past that we've not had any control of. And that goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. But isn't restitution part of me trying, in other words, trying to make something right. You know, if you acknowledge a wrong, try okay. to make well, something is, right. Is, is, is right. And I have an answer to that. Question. Well, is, 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 is being right being, uh, asking for forgiveness or is it financial or is it, uh, you know, here, take, take my son, you know, make him do whatever you need to do for, for whatever, um, you know, th- th- that's I have th- an answer. Okay. Let's hear your answer. Okay. If we look at our nation's history, um, Britain got rid of, of slavery without that. It was legislated out of the government. It was mm-hmm. due to a religious revival stoked mm-hmm. by part partially by our founder, John Wesley, the United States did not because it was not only, uh, uh, a, a, a racial thing. Most people in ni- mid 19th century America, most white people thought that they were literally better. I mean, they, they were, they, they, there wasn't equality in society and plus chattel slavery was necessary based on economic things in the South. If you wanted the wealth class, the, the, the planter class, if they wanted to maintain their status, they had to have free labor. That's where the price of goods and everything was. And we fought a war. We had over 600,000 Americans, white, mostly white Americans, some African Americans, but mostly white Americans died. Their blood was shed to rid the mm-hmm. stain of chattel slavery, and it was bad. Mm-hmm. There's no getting around that. And then we codified that, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, got rid of that. And then 100 years later, when we acknowledged, even though we gave African Americans the right to vote, they were no longer slaves, we still had that persecuted. Sh- we had the r- residual of slavery, redlining, all these economic disadvantages to quote unquote, keep them in their place. We got rid of those with the civil rights legislation of the sixties. Guess who was on the forefront of pressing that Methodist ministers, Christian ministers, a Christian minister, Martin Luther King. Is he lumped in with American Christianity complicit in the origins of race and, and racism? I think not. No, no. I mean, you look back the the Methodist church, Francis Asbury, it was originally, you could not be a slaveholder and be a Methodist. What? And the only reason we, the, he allowed that to happen is because he felt a, a, a duty to evangelize the African-Americans held in slavery in the Southeast. And the only way they would let him go without tarring and feathering him is if he put the kibosh on the no slavery. 
Go, John. Well, I, I was going to say, if, if you look throughout history, uh, you know, uh, there's always a certain certain set of population that held down a lower class population. Correct. There's I always mean, been domination. You know, and, 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 and that if you know, look at the city of New York on there. You know, I'd rather not. Well, <laughs> amen to that. If you've there. been there lately, it's uh, yeah, it's less yeah. spectacular. Yeah, but but, but you, you know, but but and, and I guess to, to 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 shorten shorten the comment up on there, it, even throughout history, we've always had this man man themselves. Man always has this this uh, this uh, ability to to be with like minded, like physical. Uh, personnel, and anytime you interject in, in difference right. on there, there's always relationships a, are born of common ethos. You, you, you know, hatred, be it black or white, mm-hmm. on there is not. You're not born with that. No, it is absolutely taught. You know, Thomas Jefferson's earliest memory was riding on a horse with one of the family, one of the family slaves. Mm-hmm. That's his earliest memory as mm-hmm. a child. And he's the guy that wanted to put in, you know, we believe in freedom for everybody. And he wanted to basically end slavery. In fact, he's the one that said, it's like holding a wolf's ears. I want to let go, but I can't let go. And the only way to get South Carolina and Georgia into the the, uh, United States was to strike that part of the the, uh, Declaration of Independence. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's, there's all kinds of things coming to bear. Interesting note, you know, we heard about the 1619 Project, and I, I know Mr. McIntyre would not want me to bring this in, but interesting story. Well, he's not here 16, right now. 1607 was when Jamestown was founded. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a colony before that in Roanoke in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Guess how many slaves were brought in Roanoke? None. None. Guess how many got off the boat in Jamestown? None. It was from 1607 to 1619. The only people that were that had to work without compensation mm-hmm. were indentured servants. Yep. And they were all white. white. Yep. So and, and did you know the story of the 1619? It's called the White Lion. Go ahead and share that. I'm going to share that. The White Lion landed at Jamestown in 1619. And what it, the White Lion had done, it had hit or it had raided a Portuguese ship that was coming from Angola on its way to Mexico to sell slaves picked up in Angola to the, to people in Veracruz. Right. And they were actually being used as slaves on the ship, but the white lion came by, they needed food. They were completely out of food and they didn't have any money. So they traded those captive Africans that they got from Portuguese ship to the colonists there in in Jamestown. Mm -hmm. Interesting story. They treated them, this is in 1619, they treated them as indentured servants. And guess where they worked along in the tobacco fields? Right along with the white indentured indentured servants, servants. side by side. Not in chains, not being whipped. It wasn't till, and, and as that grew, there was a, a man by the last name Johnson. The first recorded slavery dispute in Virginia legal history was brought by this Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson was either one of the Portuguese slaves that was traded there that got his freedom mm-hmm. or a son of that. 
the slave that he owned. Now catch this, a black man, either an original off the boat or descendant of those Portuguese once from Angola, had a black slave working for him. And the black slave sued and he lost that he, he lost his, his suit. The suit, by the way, was brought by two white people in the court. Right. And Mr. Johnson kept his black slaves. Now, because of that, the the, the white, uh, the, the uh, indentured servants that were white, as, as time went past in the late 17th century, they passed a law making sure that no indentured servants could be made slaves and none right. of their progeny. Only blacks could be. So as time went on, it got worse and worse and worse until by the time of the 18th century, you know, the 1700s, it was co- it was codified in Virginia law. Right. So the first from 1619 to almost the dawn of the 18th century, chattel slavery, as we like to put it, as John Wesley knew it, as Uncle Tom's Cabin uh, dramatizes it, that was not what was happening from 1619 till almost the, birth, the beginning of the 18th century. Now, was chattel slavery of the 18th century and the 19th century bad? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely right. But it didn't start out that way. It's just like sin. Sin starts simple. It starts and then it snowballs and it yep. snowballs and yep. it snowballs and it gets intolerable. And that's how we, by the way, we remember some Christians uh, that went to uh, Plymouth Rock, mm-hmm. 1620, only a few years, one year after 1619. How many slaves do they have on the boat? None. None. How many other people coming over from the mate from the the uh, uh, Plymouth Company over there? How many slaves did they bring? None. None. So to say that the European settlers brought slaves with them and slavery was acknowledged in old world Europe. Nobody that originally settled our country brought slavery over. Well. We're not watching the clock, and at 30 minutes, this thing goes off. So I apologize. We are back now. Uh, where were we, John? Well, we, we, we were just discussing that the original inhabitants from uh, Europe to America did not. They brought their clothes. They brought their dishes. They did not bring slaves. They brought their Bibles, and they brought their guns. That's it. But That's slaves it. didn't make the trip. Slaves did not make the trip. On Here's another reason why. And, and and again, I, I know we're talking about American Christianity, but that 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 has such a vast thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you look at, I would say that upper middle class. I would say the 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 um, high end Anglican. If you're going, if you're going to go look for a scapegoat in American Christianity, the Anglicans in in the early colonies. <laughs> They they were Wait the they minute. were the least motivated to end slavery, uh, but the Congregationalists virulently anti-slave. The early Methodists virulently anti-slave. The Moravians, the uh, you know all of the pe- the Quake, all of those folks were virulently anti-slavery, at least against it. How about it, the Baptists? Well, Congregationalists and Baptists are very close. That's that's Reformed Presbyterians mm-hmm. uh, initially, slow. but well, again, Scotch Presbyterians didn't have a lot. You know, to, they were not the wealthy people. So, if you're talking about a period of time, let's say from the beginning of the 18th century till the Revolution, 
the vast majority of the planners of the uh, of the landholders of the political class were the Anglican uh, were the Ang were the Church of England. Right. Yep. Either they were they were members, right. they were the clergy. Right. So if you want to throw some shade at American Christianity, I guess you could say it was per perhaps, and I don't think the Anglicans were the pro-slavery church. By golly, you need to read your Bible this week, pray the you know Book of Common Prayer, and oh, by the way, go buy a slave. I don't think you ever heard that sermon no. in an Anglican church, but they were the most comfortable with it because right. they were the church of the upper class right. and the entrepreneurial class. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think he might have an argument there, but, but with a short article, this broad brush of saying, and especially this this uh, Willie James Jennings, Christianity's complicity, that's an awful broad brush. That, that, that's a paintbrush yeah, right that's, there. That's a house no, paintbrush. That's, that's a fire hose with, <laughs> with paint in it. You know, I, I don't. I think that 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 need, needed to be nuanced better. Yes, if yes. that's a word. I, I, yes, I think so. Okay, I would so. agree with that. The wordsmith. There you go. Don't so, flag on the wordsmith. I like it. Don't have on red card. So uh, let me ask you this question: uh, If if the the reason for for slavery, uh, and I think we can all agree, was financial, under uh, especially well, yeah. especially in the South for uh, the agri agricultural yes. uh, industry right there. Um, you know, it, it, you want some more boring history? Sure. Okay. The Southern plantations. Wake me up when it's done. That's okay. right. The, the Southern plantations. You you got to realize that there were there were companies organized yes. to send people to the colonies yes. to work it to provide stuff to grow cotton to produce tobacco right. corn and then ship all it back. the things ship it back to England where it yeah. can be made into stuff that well to, well to do people and Europeans could buy so. Obviously, I could send an indentured servant. The problem is an indentured servant's kind of like our uh, our uh, recording here. At 30 minutes, it goes ding, and it stops. And so a certain amount of years, he goes ding, I'm free, yeah. and I got a, he's now a potential competitor. Okay? Right. All right. So as, as we worked into the 18th century, you wanted a more permanent manual labor machine right that all you had to do was feed and clothe you didn't have to share with the profits and so i think that while now here's another thing englishmen have always had a high view of themselves vis-a-vis -vis what and i know yeah, that's okay. blasphemous to say the english always thought they were better than continental europe they thought definitely thought they were better than the french or the germans or anything like that so any good englishman colonist coming to 18th century america or 17th century america is going to think they're a cut above okay I'll hold that thought for just a second right. because you just you, you had a, a movie memory as soon as you said that. Uh, have any of you seen uh, a movie by Mel Brooks, History of the World? Yes. Do you remember seeing that? Yes. Do you remember where the the king was uh, was was, was, uh, that was, that was Mel Brooks played, played well, that role, right? right. And, and, and he's what do you Mel mean? Brooks. I don't like my people. And then he say pull, and then you see a and and a servant a peasant. Go, he said we're we're shooting peasants. And yeah. He said and count. Demonet, <laughs> Harvey <laughs> said, "You mean pheasants, sir?" No. He said, "No, peasants. Pull, pull." Ah! There's just... 
this so, is so bad. So, so yeah, this that, is so bad. I apologize. But this we can laugh. We, we can laugh at that. Yes. But but you're you're right. That goes that goes to show you the the uh, snubbery of uh, of of the Brits. Well, actually, that, he was talking about King Louis. Yeah, yeah that well, was French. French. But, uh, John, we, even we worse. Know, I know. Even worse. Bomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. we got that, we got that. <laughs> history but but uh but no and so you combine profit motive you combine uh unbridled capitalistic ventures you uh, uh, combine that with english elitism right and you can see where a class and of course the englishman even among the white englishmen there were classes and 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 layers of society but 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 you know even throughout the world uh, let's take a look at india right there you know they, they have a caste system a caste there system. that that uh, but that, see that's not land-based it is land-based in europe and england and to to, to mr mcintyre's point you know land had that had to do with that and right. if you had private property you're either going to have to till it or hire somebody to till it or save some money and, and buy somebody that I'll never have to pay other than feed and clothe. Right. It's it's kind of a force multiplier. It's why big farming operations, they have a bunch of combines. They don't have a bunch of knuckleheads from yeah. wherever out there, you know, paying po them $20 an hour, you know, harvesting a bag of corn a day, when they can sit five combines out there and get it done in three or four days. Right, right. So it's, it's a force multiplier. So... Not everything that happens to you is because somebody is seeking evil to right. do you. Sometimes it's the system. Right. And and that's where he's talking about we we need to have a little bit of compassion for our African American brothers because they were born in a system they didn't create. They but, were put but, down oh, for oh, darn near a century and a half. Okay. Now now okay. Where did I go wrong? Well, John? You, you know, you're absolutely right, but but again, we're we're selecting one one segment of the population. Like my father, he's from uh, he's from uh, the Netherlands, right? Okay, and you know, Netherlands have never been a quote. They, although well, they, they were, were ruled a, by the Spanish, they uh, were ruled by the French, yeah, they were I ruled mean, by the Germans, you know. So yeah. so you know they've. They've always had somebody putting their somebody putting their thumb on thumb on, on there, yep. and, and 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 you can literally go through, and and throughout the world and right. and, and see where where somebody was uh, was was putting their thumbs on, on them on there, and, and and to to isolate this segment on there, you know, and, and this is this is the point that I'm making. Okay, this is this is all history, and we we love to learn about history. It's important. That we don't erase history because we are doomed to repeat history. Now, I'm not saying that you know we totally erase everything and we're going to end up having slavery again in the United States. I don't think that'll ever happen again. I think man has evolved way past. Never that. say never. When well, human beings. Well, are well, that's, that's, well, that's true. That's true. I mean, we we could all be slave to an alien one day. Who knows? I'm just saying. But again. Uh, I, I just think that it's 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 important in going forward that number one we recognize uh, what has happened. Right. Uh, number two, realize that 
we can't change what has happened to Correct. get us to where we're at. And, and, and number three, the question that we need to ask ourselves is how do we prevent that from happening? Well, you know, I, I, I'm appalled that. Well, we, we did that in the period of a hundred years. We went from freeing the slaves to adding three amendments to make sure they were never slaves again and had the right to vote. And then almost a hundred years later. Okay. But what's we happening reduced, now? Well, what's happening now is, is, is the, you know, the, the last phase I guess of grief or, or, or is, is the apology, but where I am on your side of the camp, I don't think the apology will ever be enough. I don't think so either. That, that's the and, problem and, that and, I see. And, and, and if they want to pinpoint, I mean, you could look down my whole family tree. I'm 99.99% positive that none of my family owned a slave on there. So am I exempt from that? Am, am, am I taken out of that? that white privilege castle that they put me in just because I, I come from a European background, you know? It, 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 well, you're an American. If you go, since the, the, the since the, the uh, article specifically discusses American Christianity's complicity and, and, and all this stuff and, and, um, I don't think we go back that far. If we want to just talk about today, even then, it's not complicit all of Christianity. It may have been a small minority. It may have been a cultural accommodation to that. And is that right? No. But how many apologies is could ever change what happened in the past nothing we could say and, and will ever change that and i would hug every african-american every sunday if i could if i would and, and, and i don't mind doing that but i don't think the peep the, the the i don't think the driving factor here is acknowledgement of of wrongdoing i think there's more behind this freight train unfortunately i think it is that a we can never political address. machine correct mm -hmm. on there and since we we narrowed our discussion, which we blew out of the water, to <laughs> yeah. to to, uh, but you have to know the backstory. Right. You have to know history of slavery to, in America. To get to get right. back into our to our little segment of of American Christianity, the only way that we'll move forward on there is to is to uh, acknowledge the love of Christ to them Amen. on there, and that's it. And I don't, I don't think I need to apologize. You know, I can't sit there and say, Corey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the Lord made your face the way that it is. I'm sorry. You know, I, I really am. I can't say that enough on there. But, but if we are, are following the lessons that Christ gave us on there, and we're, we're uh, showing that agape, that Christ love on there, right. then a recip the recipient of that agape if they are true truly followers of christ right will accept that openly correct because if you are a follower of christ if if, if black christians authentic transformed african-american christians want to hear that i'm fine with that they also have to acknowledge read and accept that in christ there's no barbarian, there's no free, there's no slave, there's no Greek, there's no Jew. We are all, all level at the foot of the cross. That's exactly right. And and so they so any relationship 
has to flow back and forth. There has to be relationship, mm-hmm. mutual submission, mutual forgiveness, mutual engagement. And I think, I, I think Mr. Uh, uh, McIntyre is, is trying at that, but, but boy, it, it, it's a, it's a narrow, it's kind of like a worm slithering along the, the blade of a razor. If you, if you get too far off one side or the other, or you try to go too fast, you'll either slice yourself in half or fall off the edge. You know what else is important to uh, make sure that is level? Airplane parts. That's right. Yeah, I got so I, you know I got important. so involved in this discussion. I had to reel. I, I had to forgot. reel you back. You in. certainly man. did, man. You yeah. had the. You know what? And and, and, it, and innovative you, tooling innovative service. Tooling. They don't have indentured <laughs> service. Everybody that works at innovative tooling wants to be there. And they're highly compensated for that. And you know why? Because they are professionals. They are fastener installation tooling experts. They have application knowledge. They know the fasteners. They know structures. They can help you with your structural integrity. Man, I need all You know, I wish we had more integrity around uh, uh, this place I wish right we had here. a better Ooh. memory to, to, to get the commercial oh, spot. Well. I mean, this we've been flying on a wing and a prayer, oh, no well. pun intended. Well. This whole web, this whole podcast. More prayer than than wings. So so anyway, apologies to Innovative. We didn't put it in the They are a great sponsor for us. They are fantastic. And we are are very appreciative of them. Absolutely. So any final thoughts? Well, I'll throw a, uh, you got to have a scripture ball in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tell us, preacher preacher Corey. And we're missing the the preacher over here today. That's right. I'll play preacher. Ecclesiasticus. Yeah. But. With the last bit of comments that you know you you all were talking about there, this this scripture right here goes exactly goes great with with that comment. It's First Peter chapter three verse eight, and it says, "Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind." Amen. That's and the key right there. Unity yes. of mind. Unity right of mind. And there. you know th- that's where. You want churches, you you want denom and and you can leave denomination out of it. You want followers of followers Christ, Christ yeah. to come together, to worship together, to love Christ together, and to be in Christ's presence together. Right. That is what our duty is. That's what God wants us to do. And unless you have unity, unless you have love, unless you are humble. And you sympathize with people, you, you're not going to have that. And I think that's a lot of what goes on today is what keeps people from being together in that way is there's no unity. Nobody is, is humble anymore to, about anything. And, you know, I have a, a friend who goes to a local church and he, he was explaining to me the other day about three local churches Two, of, two which were Methodist and one was a Baptist church. And he says, ever so often, those three churches all meet at one of the churches all together and have one service together mm. at night in the evening. Wow. And, mm. you know, if we want to get past this stuff, if we want to move forward, like you say, an apology is not going to get it. Right. It's not. We have to have unity in each other. 
and we have to be humble. You know, it's funny you say that, is especially right now with uh, everything that's going on in the Methodist Church on there. Unity is the the furthest thing uh, that that you can only have unity, John, when there's unity in in theology and in, doctrine, in theology and belief on there. You're you're, you're so absolutely you have right. divergent views on theology, what the Bible says. Yeah. There is no unity. There. Uh, yep, yep. So unfortunately, you know. No, that's that's true. Now, I'm curious that to that uh, little levity. Uh, so when that church meets, mm-hmm. you know, w- when they have communion, is it closed communion or open? You know, I don't know, but I will find out. And if I'm, they have, um, if they have a, uh, do they rebaptize on when the Methodists are preaching, or do they, <laughs> you know, if the if the if the Methodist one didn't work for you, we can get you one right here in the well, baptistry. Yeah. That's right. This yeah. one will take. I guarantee you. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. third, I thought he was getting ready. Do to they get, preach uh, once saved, always saved to a bunch of Arminians? That's a great question. <laughs> I thought Hence he, the term unity of theology and doctrine. I thought he was going to break into a joke. You got a Methodist I'm going to a bar. Yeah, there you go. Well, I tell you what, I, I I'm not here. Why, why don't we have our Why don't we have our ministry candidate here? Why don't we have him close in prayer? We have any final thoughts, John? Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, no. Love, love, love. That's 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 the only. Listen, listen, listen. Love, love, love. Right, right, right. Love to make well, Jesus the main thing. That's it. Well, you know, my my word of encouragement uh, this week, or until we meet again, is is get into the Word of God and read and pray, and and. Show that show the person who you don't know on their uh, agape. Show them a Christ love, an unconditional love that you, you're not expecting anything in return. You're just showing what God wants us to give. And I think if we do that, we'll have a much much better community, a much better country, and and we'll, we'll our country will slowly get closer to God. And and that's that's the prayer that's the uh, prayer that I have is this this country gets turned. Yeah. Corey, why don't you uh, close us with prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ability to gather together with each other, and Lord, I thank you for these men sitting in front of me, and Lord, for um, our brotherly love and uh, the relationship we have in you, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you would. Be with each person that listens, Lord. Lord, that uh, whatever we say and whatever we talk about, Lord, may you may be able to, to reach them and speak to them in some way. Because, Lord, we know that all of this comes back to you. Amen. And, Lord, we just ask that you would be with each of us, keep us safe and keep us healthy. And, Father, that you would bring us back to speak again sometime soon. And we thank you for this ability. And, Lord, help us to keep you the center of our lives and the main thing in our everyday walk with you. We ask this stuff through your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.